Blog Talk Radio. Are you driven by a passion to discover your divine destiny, ready to discover your purpose, and fulfill your God-given potential? You can at the Kingdom Church at Philadelphia in West Oak Lane Sundays at 9 a.m. Rediscover the kingdom and discover your purpose, identity, and divine destiny. For more information, call 267-357-9816. The kingdom of God is now eternal, and it's your time. Don't miss your moments. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. God will supply your needs. See you this Sunday at the Kingdom Church at Philadelphia in West Oak Lane at 9 a.m. The Kingdom Church at Philadelphia, 6101 Lime Kiln Pike at Church Lane. Call 267-357-9816. This message paid for by the faithful supporters of Kingdom Vision Ministries International. Listen daily to www.247kingdomradio.com where Jesus is Savior, Lord, Owner, Master, and King. Oh God, as we worship you, Lord 
on you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord God, that you're preparing us even now, Lord God, for this new season that you're sending us into, that you're opening us up to for, Lord God. Give us dreams. Give us witty inventions, Lord God. Open up our spirits, Lord God. That thing that's been laying dormant, Lord God, make it come alive today, Lord let it come alive today, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. That that vision, Lord God. Oh God. That dream, Lord God. Oh God. We thank you, Lord, that it's going to take place. Because of the word that's coming forth, Lord God. Our spirits are going to awaken, Lord God. Glory to God. Our minds, our Christ-like minds are going to awaken, Lord God. Glory to God. No longer waiting on permission, Lord God, for you've already given us permission. You've already given us the ministry of reconciliation, Lord God. Hallelujah. Glory to our God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your release this morning. Thank you for fresh oil. Thank you for fresh oil. Thank you for refreshing our minds, our hearts. Our bodies, Lord God. I speak supernatural strength today. I speak supernatural strength, supernatural rest, Lord God. Supernatural, Lord God. Peace, Lord God. Let your fruit of the Spirit, Lord God, come upon us and abide for us and abide in us and abide with us, Lord God. Let us come with minds that are anointed not just to receive, but to give. Oh, to release that that you placed on the inside of us, Lord God, for the rest of the body. <laughs> Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We can't do nothing but worship you now. We can't do nothing but praise you now, Lord God. As we come into agreement with your spirit is saying, what your spirit is decreeing and declaring for each and every one of us, Lord God. God, let your will be done. Let your kingdom manifest. Glory to God. In this earth, in this body, yes, Lord, in this spirit, dear God, in each one of us, do it collectively, Lord God, and individually, Lord God. Let your kingdom manifest. Righteousness. Enjoy the Holy Ghost. Rabbi, sit there. Oh, thank you. Give me the praise. Jesus, my
as we talked about the prophet prophecy and the coming kingdom, I think we had a good time, praise God. And when I say good time, I'm not talking about partying and jumping up and down. But a good time in the word of God. A, a good time taking time. I think we were about three or four hours in. Yes. From from eleven to two o'clock. Eleven, twelve, one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and we didn't leave until about quarter to three, actually. So praise God. So so it was good concentrated time in the Word of God. When we have those kinds of meetings, I want to encourage you to come out to them. They are actually different than a regular service because God purposes that specific information gets out that you would not otherwise normally be able to receive in a regular service. Now, we get good word in every service, but it's something about those concentrated meetings that when you sit in them and, and you put on your learner's cap, and, and your heart is open and you're w- willing to embrace the instruction that's being given. I believe the anointing is present that the information that is given is that much more detailed. And it makes it hard for you to leave that kind of meeting, not knowing what you need to know to go to the next phase or the next level of what God has called you to walk in. So for those of you who were able to make it out, thank you for making it out, praise God. For those of you who were managed to take notes, now you got something good to share with other people. And whatever it is that you've learned, my prayer is that it's become a part of your, watch how I say this, a part of your personality. I believe God is after personality. He's after producing in us the culture of our kingdom citizenship. So he is after personality. He wants the word to impact our souls, that our souls develop the culture of what it really means to be those who are followers of Christ. So we need those kinds of meetings. And I said all that to say this. The next one coming up (laughs) is November 26th. Is it 26th or 23rd? What did I say? The 23rd. It's November the 23rd, and so you can put it in your calendars. That's from 11 o'clock to 2 o'clock. That's at 425 Shelton Avenue at Shelton and and Morton in the Germantown section of Philadelphia. And and I asked the Lord, what does he want me to minister on? What should this particular conference be about, this one-day conference? What should it really be about? And here's what this conference is going to be about. The covenant kingdom of prosperity to the believer. The covenant kingdom of prosperity to the believer. Now, I'm afraid you get in trouble, you start talking prosperity. Everybody want to head for the doors. But I believe that we need to understand that God has a covenant promise with you. You are the seed. Because you are Christ, you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So the theme he's given me is this, follow the money. That's the title. Follow the money. And you're going to just, 
you're going to discover some truths just like yesterday where we discovered truths that we didn't know existed that were in the word all along concerning the prophet prophecy and the coming kingdom. You're going to discover some truths about God's personal interest in you walking in covenant increase. We're going to break open the scriptures. We're going to see clearly. Because God wants you to walk in the fullness of all the provision that he has for each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. So put it in your calendars. Plan to be there. Share with others that, that this is a meeting they should, should be in because we're going to follow the money. Hallelujah. When you see where the money comes from and you see where the money goes, then you're able to see your role in it. And you'll find that there's no good thing that God is withholding from them that walk uprightly before him. It don't get any plainer than that. Yes. Amen. Amen. We'll do that. Praise God. I receive that. Follow the money. And there's a question mark behind it. Hallelujah. Now, let, let me give you the secret early, but that doesn't mean don't come to the meeting. The secret is this. You never chase after money. Hallelujah. 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 So, so when we talk about following the money, what we're really talking about is following the verses. But you never chase after money. Hallelujah. Money is supposed to chase after you. And so we're going to break out those details. Praise God. All right. Hallelujah. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome. Glad to see you. Hallelujah. All right. Without any further ado, I just wanted to get that announcement in there. Praise God. I want to present one of our dear brothers that has been a part of the ministry for I don't even know how long now. Robert, in terms of uh, Brother Nate, he just kind of always been around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. At least six years. Praise God. Hallelujah. But last week, the Lord put in my heart to ask him to be able to address us today with whatever the Lord has given to him to be able to minister to us. So I want to encourage you to, to have your hearts and your minds open to, to be able to hear the word of God, to, to hear God from the man of God. Yes. Hallelujah. Praise God. So why don't you give the Lord a hand of praise? You know, it's been a long time coming. Hallelujah. Uh, before I do my, my protocols, I want to piggyback off what Doc said about the whole money thing. Okay. Go ahead. Some years ago, the Lord spoke to me before I even entered the business. He said, Money comes, don't chase. Mm. Money comes, don't chase. Nah, and at that time, I was in. Religion, religious dogma uh, about those things and didn't understand it from a human perspective. Mm-hmm. I looked at it from a perspective of 
I just exist and then I will breathe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not understanding that purpose and operating in purpose is what brings what it is that you need. Yes. Amen. Yes. I'm leaving right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm reaching on today. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's God. That's God. Let's just look at some wonderful faces this morning. I have not stood before you before. And it's been a little while since I've had the opportunity to uh, share with uh, some folks, some saints in the ministry on this Sunday. Yes, sir. So I thank God for the opportunity that uh, our esteemed leaders. Dr. Little Robinson has given us. We thank God that he hears the voice of the Lord when he speaks. I'll tell you a story that uh, last week when we were here, um, and I hope I'm not embarrassing my family, but last week when we were here, we talked to one of the brothers, brother, Big Rob, I call him Big Rob, and uh, we were talking about uh, it's been time for you to do what God has gifted you to do. Mm-hmm.
the fact that we even talk about this means that there is something amiss. Mm. The miseducation is a distraction and a distortion in the spiritual realm. Because we know that God is of order and his nature and character is ordered. Yes, sir. When God began the beginning of time and he began the beginning of the existence of the earth, he brought order to chaos. Yes. When you read Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it talks about it being the earth being out without void or form and that God brought order to void and to form. Amen. Hmm. So when we look in the spiritual realm, when it comes to a myth, or something ominous, then order has been attacked. Or order has not has been disrupted. Mm-hmm. I want to say this what you don't know can and will hurt you. I remember being in the world and uh, we used to have the saying, uh, what I don't know won't hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a lie from the devil. Okay. And by me being out in the streets and in the midst of the devil, yeah, I didn't know any better. <laughs> but as I've grown and as I've, I've come to the Lord, I've understood that, yes, what I don't know can and will hurt me. That's right, that's right. See, there are consequences to not knowing some things. Yes, sir. There are even consequences of knowing some things and not acting upon them. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that a man that knoweth to do the right thing and him and, and doeth it not to him, it is sin. Yes, sir. In other places, the Bible also says in Hosea 4, 6, my people are being destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priest of me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. So he says, my people are being destroyed, meaning that it's still occurring. That it's still a perpetual event that continuously happens. Yes, sir. And it's because we don't know some things, Mm -hmm. or we're ignorant Mm -hmm. to what it is we should know. Mm -hmm. Amen. So some people might say this, well, brother, this is for the children of Israel. He's not speaking of you know, of us. He's not talking about us. And my response to them is that what was Jesus aspiring to do when he came? What was the apostles aspiring to do when they talked? Weren't they trying to give us knowledge to keep us from being destroyed? Let me move on from there. (laughs) You can hang anywhere you want. (laughs) Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Now, that is a profound statement because if you think about that, the fact that we even know truth, the fact that we even know truth is supernatural in and of itself. Yes, sir. Because people try to make truth relative, and it's not. Come on. Truth is just truth. Hallelujah. It's supposed to stand by itself. Yes, sir. Not being forced to be something other than what it is. Mm-hmm. When you have a man standing up before people and saying, don't believe anything that you see or anything that you hear, he is trying to distort it as that truth. Woo! Right. Yes, and make it relative. Come 
across state lines. And she had a firearm in her car, and she took firearm. She had a firearm in her car, and she went over to Jersey, which is close to her. Mm-hmm. Went over the bridge and got stopped. And when she got stopped, she informed the police officer that she had a firearm. Well, they locked her up, and they wanted to give her a lot of time in jail because she had a firearm, and it was against the law to bring a firearm into New Jersey. You didn't have not, and you didn't have a, a license for it. Mm-hmm. Now I thought it was unfair that she was being charged with this because court of judge she didn't know, and why would she know? Because she's not a New Jersey resident. She is a, a resident of Pennsylvania. She probably forgot she had the firearm in her car. She just traveling to one from one place to the other, not realizing that she's breaking the law in the process. But the law was unforgiving. Because it said that because you're ignorant is not an excuse. Mm-hmm. And if you're born again, you have access to the truth that will make you free. So it would seem that to God being ignorant is not an excuse. Mm-hmm. So what's the problem? It's not that we don't have knowledge or know the truth. The problem is, is, is that we have all this confusion in the midst of God's order and Satan is encouraging us. Yeah. Wow. It's not that we don't have knowledge or that knowledge is not available. It's not that we don't have truth and that truth is not available. It's that there's so much confusion that Satan is encouraging us in the midst of us all. We have anywhere from 33,000 to 36,000 different Christian denominations. Anywhere. Now, let me say this, because other worldviews also have different sects as well. So they're not in order either. All right? But the fact of the matter that we have 33,000 to 36,000 different Denominational views mm-hmm. in cultures. Mm-hmm. Let me stop there at denomination. I remember in third grade reading, we had we got these different sheets fractions. Yeah. And we had to bring things down to the lowest common denominator. We had to divide in order to get down to the lowest common denominator. So when you talk about the word denomination, what you're saying is you're dividing. Denomination means to divide. And if you identify with a denomination, then you are in division. We have anywhere from 33,000 to 36,000 different Christian denominational, denominational religious cultures full of scribes and Pharisees who pick up a deal doctrine. They can't agree on doctrine fully enough for even to come into unification with one another. Everybody has a slant of view of, well, this passage of scripture says this, or this says that, or this says this, or this says that. And they make their own doctrine, and then they make their own cultural denomination amongst themselves, and then they look at somebody else from another worldview as if they don't know the truth. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
Like the truth that we have is, is, is germane to us. Like God has given us some special place amongst them and that those people over there don't have what it is that we have. So you need to stay in this flock and not go over there because they don't have it all right. Mm-hmm. Our denomination mm-hmm. has God's ear. <laughs> Come on now. What does that think so it, what it does is it prevents us to come together in one body so that we might do the greater work of the Father. Boy, yeah. reach my heart. We have the majority of the born-again believers running around with itching ears after their favorite reverend doctor, Bishop Apostle. Come on, sir. <laughs> the one who can turn a phrase and appeal to the intellect while appealing all, while appealing all Pious and godly. Mm-hmm. If you got a nice suit on and, and got, you haven't put it on a day, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put it. I, I think that. <laughs> you look good. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. But that being said, because someone looks good and sounds good, mm-hmm. I call them spiritual pie pipers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because they can turn the phrase, and if you don't understand what I mean by pie pipers, there's a there's a nursery rhyme talking about a, a, a pie piper who came into a town to get rid of some pestilence that was there because the people couldn't get rid of them so the people had hired him to get rid of the pestilence. And then when the people didn't want to pay him after the pestilence was gone, then he came back and took away their children, their legacy. Spiritual pie pipers, I call it. Wow. Yes, sir. Because we didn't pay. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's in the world with the hypocrisy. I call them the worldly pie pipers. Yes, sir. They get the ears of our children. Mm-hmm. When I was a young girl, they used to say, half of what you get is part of The sister said, when she was a young girl, they said, half of what you get is part of what you see. And God is saying this. I didn't bring order to chaos in order for you to create your own religious culture in a system that I, I have not even sanctioned. Glory. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 18. Let's go Yeah, so I'm reading out of the whole Bible, so my version may be a little confusing. But I'll, I'll start reading at 18. It says, well, this is what Yahweh said. God is the creator of the heavens. He formed the earth and made it. He established it. He did not create it to be empty, but formed it to be inhabited. I am Yahweh, and there is no other. I have not spoken in secret somewhere in the land of darkness. I did not say to the descendants of Jacob, seek me in a wasteland. I, Yahweh, speak truthfully. I say what is right. Come, gather together and draw near these fugitives of the nations, those who carry their wooden idols and pray to a God who cannot save, have no knowledge. Speak up and present your case. Yes, 
Let them take counsel together. Who predicted this long ago? Who announced it from the ancient times? Was it not I, Yahweh? There is no other God but me, a righteous God and Savior. There is no one except me. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is no other. Verse 23 says, By myself I have sworn, truth has gone from my mouth, a word that will not be revoked. Every knee will bow to me, and every tongue will swear allegiance. God is saying, you all are trying to change what I established. Wow. And he's straight telling me, look, I didn't change. I'm God. I set this into existence. I established this. And you come trying to misinform and miseducate my people that I don't even say that. Job, chapter 38. Job was speaking to God about his plight and the situation and what he was dealing with and uh, took some chapters to go through some things about what it is he was dealing with and then when we get to verse 30, chapter 38, the Lord speaks. He says, then the Lord answered Job. Verse 1, he says, then the Lord answered Job from the world where he said, who is this who obscures my counsel with ignorant words? Let me stop there. I don't need to go any further. But we don't know and will hurt us. Yes, sir. Yes, and in the process of us not knowing and we speaking things that we don't know and we're not informed about, we're darkening the counsel of God. God goes on for the next few chapters to tell Job who he is. He goes on to tell Job who he is. Who, where were you when I... Where were you when I? Where were you when I? Come on. How do you turn your lips up to talk about something something that I've established and try to make it your own? (laughs) Religion is the means by which Satan distorts, distracts, and pulls the believer into disorderly servitude by only teaching about Jesus as Lord and Savior and ignoring him as King. Religion is the means by which Satan distorts, distracts, and pulls the believer into disorderly servitude by only teaching about Jesus as Lord and Savior and ignoring him as King. We have been partially educated to know Jesus as Lord and as Savior. So we exist in our, our, our contemporary lifestyle of our, of our quote-unquote religion 
to learn about him as Lord and to learn about him as Savior, and we serve him in only those two capacities. But we ignore a big part of his essence of who he was when he came here, and that was him being king. Yes, sir. So when we do that, we put ourselves in a position to try to fill a void that's there because our spirit can't connect fully with the fullness of the Holy Spirit because there is something missing. So Satan goes into the vacuum and distorts. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And disrupts. Yes, sir. Because that void is there, because he understands that our spirit is longing to be connected even more intimately with our king as well as our Lord and our Savior. Yes, sir. Come on. Come on. Uh. Religion doesn't speak to the king in you. Mm. Wow. Come on. Religion comes from the Greek word relingari, which means to relate, and it means it is man's attempt to relate with God. Yeah. It's you attempting to appease a God that is already appeased when you obey him and you live according to his command. Come on. So there's no speaking to the king in you. There's no respect to the deity in you. That's why somebody can stand up before you and say, follow me as I follow Christ. As if they have more spirit of God in them than you have in you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Religion makes one prideful, and pride is a spiritual false defense mechanism that will keep you ignorant, and ignorance of your identity forces you to share your God-given authority with Satan. I'm going to see that again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Religion makes one prideful, and pride is a spiritual false defense mechanism. Right. You don't want to hear nothing you got to say. Uh-huh. If you don't have a title, if you don't have a degree or some letters behind your name, you can't tell me nothing. Uh-huh. If you're not a part of the group. So pride, their pride is kicking in. It's a spiritual defense mechanism because they can't see themselves felt through and true through you because you don't have a title or you don't look like them or they don't even respect the deity of God in you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And religion has brought us to this point where we're divided amongst one another because you can't even travel on some of the circles because you ain't running a whole lot of people in your church. Come on. How many are you running, Doc? Uh, come on. Mm-hmm. What, you got 20 people? You got 200? You got 1,000? They look at that as if that, that means something. Yeah. Like you reaching masses because you got the ear of somebody that's itching. Because you got the gift of gag. Yes, yes, because you got books that are motivational in nature.
If you don't know something, then you can't operate in something. Yeah. Now, God has given us an authority to operate in it, but if our pride is keeping us from hearing that, from whoever it's going to come from or whoever he sends to bring it, right. then you're sharing that space with Satan. Yeah, yeah. The enemy of your soul is being sharing that authority with you because you advocated it to him. We suffer through an identity crisis when we advocate our authority. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to look at a few passages of scriptures that speaks to the one who gave up authority, one who didn't know authority, and one who did. Yes, sir. Luke chapter 15. We all right? Luke chapter 15, and let's start at verse 11. This is the parable of the prodigal. And this is Jesus speaking to us. And he also said, a man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father me a source, amen? Source, give me the share of the estate I have come to me. So he distributed the assets to them. And not many days later, the youngest son gathered together all he had and traveled to a distant country. Let me stop there. Somehow, somewhere, he was misinformed that he didn't need to be with the source anymore. Mm. And he took the inheritance that he perpetually had because the source doesn't stop giving a, giving a source as long as you're connected to it. Once you separate from the source, boom, that source that, that, that source that you had, you've now shut off. So everything that you have right now, you've got to do something with because you don't have no source to draw from anymore. Oh, Get up, go to my 
heaven and in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired hands. So he got up. Now, follow me here. All right? Because this is key. This is going on. So he got up and went to his source. But while his son was still a long way off, his source saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran with his arms around his neck and kissed him. Then the son said to his source, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the source told his slaves, quick, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then bring the fatted calf. Slaughter it. Let's celebrate with a feast because this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they begin to celebrate. Let's go back to verse 20. So he got up and went to his source with his father, but while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran through his arms around his neck and kissed him. Then the son said to him, ignorant speaking right here. Come on. Father, source, I have sinned against you. I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. That was right. Repentance. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. That was wrong. That was wrong. That's ignorant speaking right there. Okay? Because the father, watch this, the father never even addressed what the son said. He said, but the father looked at his slave and said, quick, bring out the best room and put it on him. Restoration. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then bring the fattest cat, slaughter it, and let's celebrate for the feast a feast because not my servant, come on, not my soldier, uh-huh. come on, my son yes. of mine was dead Hallelujah. and he was alive again. He was Hallelujah. 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 again to celebrate. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is not ignorant. Nor is he miseducated about who you are and him. And he will not suffer himself to listen to foolish language or even acknowledge it. He will speak the truth. Because truth is not relative. Come on, John. Oh, my. Let us move on, John. Hallelujah. John chapter 4. Hallelujah. That's a little long, but I'm going to read it anyway. That's okay. John chapter 4, verse 9. Let's start here. No, let's start at verse 7. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Give me a drink. Jesus said to her, for his disciples have gone into town to buy food. How is that you and Jew ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? She asked him. For Jews do not associate with the Samaritan. Then Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God, and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would ask him, and he would give you living water. Yes, sir. sir, 
that one you don't even have a body and will never be. So where do you get this living water? You aren't greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave us a well and drink from it himself, as did his sons and livestock. And then Jesus said, anyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I will give him will never get thirsty again. In fact, the water I will give him will become a well of water springing up within him for eternal life. Sir, the woman said to him, give me this water so I won't get thirsty ever again and come here to draw water. Then say, I'm sorry, Lord. Go call your husband, he told her, and come back here. I don't have a husband, she answered. You have correctly said, I don't have a husband, Jesus said. For you had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. Sir, the woman replied, I see that you are our father. <laughs> our fathers worshipped on this mountain, yet you, yet you Jews say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus told her, believe me, woman, an hour is coming when you will worship the Father, source, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, because salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming, and is now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. I am he, Jesus told her, the one speaking to you. Let me go back and let me parse this. Now, we have a woman, and Jesus did this on purpose because the scripture says that he had need to go through Samaria. So he sent his disciples off so that he might talk to this woman because culture dictated, no, you don't do that if you're a Jew. You don't talk to the Samaritan. That's right. Culture had too much influence, even amongst those who supposedly supposed to follow God. Yes, so he sent them off. Because he needed to talk to someone to record this so that we might know that those who aren't a part of our flock are still can be a part. Come on. Amen? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So he goes to talk to this woman, and this woman, in her own ignorance, don't understand, does not understand who she's talking to. So she, he asks her to give, you know, give me a drink, and I'm sure he said it respectfully to her. All right? So he asked her, give me a drink. And she says, well, how are you going to ask me for a drink? You don't have no dealings with us. You are you. See, I, I, I know who you are. And I'm identifying who I am. Right? So the, the identity crisis was prevalent right here. Mm-hmm. Jesus never really addressed the fact that she was Samaritan. He didn't ask her. That's right. Come on. He just asked her to give her a drink. He engaged her. Uh-huh. He talked to her. He knew who she was. It didn't matter to him. Come mm-hmm. on. Give me a drink. Yeah. Let's have 
unveiling himself yeah. to her. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's keep going. So we want to say, where do you get this living water from? You are greater than our father Jacob, are you? She's identifying with religion. Right. Jacob, the very word name Jacob means trickster, supplanter, uh, a deceiver. And you identifying with Jacob and not Israel, which means as a prince you have power with God? Come on. So you calling Jacob, which you must have heard somewhere, because that wasn't something that the scriptures were teaching about. Come on. The father Jacob. Yes. Mm-hmm. Come on. He gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and livestock. Now he's talking, she's talking to the one who established it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He gave us this well in the livestock. Who gave us the well in the livestock? The one that she's talking to, right? That's right. And Jesus said, everyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I'm going to give him will never get thirsty again, ever. And she goes on to say to sir, give me this water. So I won't get thirsty and come here and draw water. So Jesus had to wax a little bit. He had to exert his authority a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Go get your husband. Because uh-huh. <laughs> the culture of the day was that most times that when a man addressed anybody, he addressed the husband first if they were married. Yeah. That was the culture of the day. Mm-hmm. Right? Most times when God spoke, when he spoke in the scriptures, he spoke to the man. Mm-hmm. Right? But Jesus Broke from culture, look at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Broke from culture and spoke to a woman and said, go get your husband. Uh-huh. You don't want to talk to me, I'll talk to him. Uh-huh. Go get your husband. And she said, well, I don't have a husband. Yes. Yes. Jesus went on to say, well, you said correct. You have to. And the man you with, man, I don't want you. <laughs> I know you. I'm not ignorant of who you are. I know you. Yes, sir. So what you were saying is true. True ain't nothing. That's right. That's right. And Sarah, the woman replied, I see that you're a prophet. Now she want to get all spiritual now. (laughs) She want to bow down to what she perceives as his stature. Yeah, yeah. I see you a prophet. Now she won't give him a title. He didn't even just, he didn't say I'm a prophet. Come on. He didn't even say who he was. I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. His title who at that point his title didn't even matter. Mm-hmm. He's talking to her as a woman. Me and you, we talking. Yep. I see you a prophet. Now you want to back off now because he didn't say some things to you that your pride can't even get behind. Mm-mm-mm. I see you a prophet. Then she starts writing even more religion. Our fathers worshipped on this mount. Yet you Jews say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Now she want to get all theological. <laughs> she want to talk the differences between denominations now. Well, y'all do stuff over there, and we do stuff over here. <laughs> Listen, he ain't even addressed that knowledge. Oh, this is good. He said, Jesus told her, believe me, woman. And I was coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. We ain't thinking about places. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's talking about where you at right now. Come on. That's good right there. You Samaritans worship what you don't know. Come on. We worship what we do know. 
because salvation is from the Jews. But in our words, he broke down all that religion. Mm-hmm. But then he's going to build it up right here. But in our words, it's coming. And then now is me. When the true worshiper will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship him. God is spirit. God is spirit. Let me stop here. Mm-hmm. The scriptures in Genesis chapter 1 says that we were created in the image and that there's a likeness of God. Well, the image of God is spirit. Hallelujah. Right? So who are we? Spiritual beings. Glory. God is bringing us back out of the fleshly existential existence into the spirit being, where the order is. <laughs> yes, sir. That's where the order of chaos came, from a spiritual realm. Okay? So we were created after his image, which is spiritual, and even after his own likeness, and who is the likeness of God? Jesus is the likeness of God. So not only, not only are we created after his own image, we got the essence of the spirit. We have his likeness because we look like him when we become one with him. Hallelujah. C.S. Lewis says, you don't have a spirit. You are a spirit. That's right. You have a body. Hallelujah. Come on. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And then the woman said to him, I know, now you know, that the Messiah is coming, okay, who is called Christ. Now you know. And when he comes, he will explain everything to us. Check this. Jesus says, I am he. And Jesus told her, the one who is speaking to you. Then when we get to verse 28, then the woman left her water jar, went into town, and told the men, come see a man who told me everything all about myself and everything I did. Who? She got identity. So he broke through all that miseducation that she got from all those who had taught her and all that cultural wars that we were going on. And he brought her back to her identity and started telling her who she was. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Matthew, chapter 8. Man, she had to go to back to all them brothers. She went back to all those brothers and told them, come see the man that told me all about myself, gave me who I was. She said it with authority, so much so that they had to go find out for themselves. Matthew chapter 8. I don't know the one you're talking about. Let's start at verse 5. When he entered Capernaum, 
A centurion came to him, pleading with him, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed in terrible agony. I will come and heal him, he told him. Lord, the centurion replied, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be cured. For I, too, am a man under authority, having soldiers under my command. I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. Hearing this, Jesus was amazed and said to those following him, I assure you, I have not found anyone in Israel with so great a faith. I tell you that many will come from east and west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus told the centurion, go, as you have believed, let it be done before you. And the servant was cured at that very moment. Let's go back. Because we saw with the prodigal son, one who left his identity and had to be restored back to it. We saw with the woman at the well, one who didn't know her identity and had to be reacquainted with it. And here we see a man who knows his identity. When he entered into Capernaum, a centurion. Now, if we don't understand what a centurion is, a centurion was one who was responsible for anywhere from 100 to 700 and something different soldiers. He was appointed by the, the governor of, the, of that area or, or, or uh, Pilate. Like Pilate was, uh, I remember the title. You know, we all can help with the title. He was the governor, yeah. Yeah, he was the governor. But he, he, Pilate was sent to be governor over by Caesar. So he was the governor in the realm by Caesar. And then under Pilate, was his centurion, his, his, his forces, you know, because they would have a cohort. It's called a cohort. They would have a cohort of soldiers in an area to keep peace amongst those who they were ruling over. You are with me? All right. So the centurion is one who was like a captain or an admiral or somebody who was in charge of all these soldiers, okay? So the centurion came to Jesus, okay? So he came to Jesus, knowing who Jesus was before he even went to him, all right? Came to Jesus, pleading with him, Lord, mm. call him Lord. Lord means owner. I'm responsible for all these people. God is the same that you own all. Hallelujah. Lord. Because the term Lord came from landlord. Someone who owned land. All right? So he knew something because Jesus knew. Call him Lord. The earth is the Lord. Right? And the fullness thereof. It's all, all of them. Those that dwell with it. Amen. Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed in terrible agony. And then Jesus jumped up and said, Okay, I won't come here. That's what he said. So the centurion knew the rule of his stature. Said, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's get I'm not worthy to have you come under my Because maybe his house wasn't in order the way it needed to be. And he respected the deity that was before him. I can't have you come and be in that place. 
but only say the word. Say the word. So folks that's running to the revival, they ain't got to run to the revival.
has caused us to have a crisis of identity. We see life from world up instead of from God down. Come on. We're telling God how he should see us instead of listening to him when he's telling us how he sees us.
We have a social identity in God. We have a universal identity in the world. And we have an identity of scripture. Now, this scripture is real for that, which I'm not going to go to, but let's focus on the identity of scripture because it confirms that we, we have a spiritual identity. Mm-hmm. It confirms that we have a physical identity. He confirms that we have a social identity and we have a universal identity, but the one that has been missing to us is the identity of station. Yes. We have been clamoring. When we live according to the culture of the world, we clamor to be somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We clamor to be connected to something of substance, to, to, to have some, 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 some station in life, mm-hmm. to be seen as somebody, to be esteemed as such. Mm-hmm. To be given a title, to be acknowledged, to be given accolades, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. understanding that we all we have been given mm-hmm. that by God. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Come on. Yeah. What does Revelation say in Revelation 1 4? I'm going to read that if you don't have to go. You don't have to go there if you don't want Revelation 1 4 says to the seven children in grace and peace to you from the one who is, was and who is coming from the seven spirits before us from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. The ruler of the kings of the earth. Hallelujah. God didn't change his mind when he established the earth and he set Adam there and told him to govern it and rule over it. He didn't change his mind. That was his initial plan from the beginning. So culture doesn't change that today. Our ignorance doesn't change that. Jesus came back and that's all he talked about. was restoration of the kingdom. And now I'm going to leave you here so that you can reign and rule because I've decided to give you that from the beginning of time. And he's calling us what we are. Yes, sir. Kings and queens and sons and daughters. Hallelujah. Not servants and soldiers. Hallelujah. He's calling us friends. That's the station. That's the identity that he wants us to operate from. And we're running around trying to be evangelists, bishops, prophets, and apostles and all that stuff. Nothing wrong with the office. Who's okay with you being a layman? Or your name? My name is Nathaniel. My name is God now. Yes, Hallelujah. The name of a thing is a thing. So I'm okay with being that. You don't got to call me brother minister or anything like that. I don't care about doing that. Right, right. I'm not impressed by that. Right. Because I know who I am in God. Right. Come on. Thank you. Luke chapter 10, and I'm going to take my Let's start at verse chapter 10. Let's start at verse 18. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a lightning flash. And look, I have given you the authority 
to trample on snakes and scorpions over and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing will ever harm you. Yes. He has given you the power and authority to trample over all that goes the dogma, yeah. innuendo, traditions of man, all that misinformation, that miseducation. He is trying to restore you back to who you were before having fell. He wants you to operate in that authority. That's why he gave it to you. Yes, he wants sir. you to live in that power. That's why he gave it to you. Yes, There's no need for miracles in heaven. There's no need for healing in heaven. There's no need for people being raised from the dead in heaven. There's no need for restoration people who who are falling amongst amongst the way and amongst the the dogs out there in heaven. We need that here. But we're not operating in that authority because we are misinformed and we've been miseducated and we have an identity crisis. Mm -hmm. We can't operate in that. And Satan is sharing that authority. Why? Because he is. Mm-mm-mm. He is. It's our fault. Ooh, come on. And we're not doing the yeah. We got the truth. Yeah. It's our fault that we're not operating in this power. Mm-hmm. It's our fault that we're not living according to 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 to, to the to the strength and the power of God because He has given that to us. Right. Yes, sir. We are indwelled with the fullness. Of the Godhead bodily. Yes, sir. Amen. Thank you, Lord. No longer shall we say. Hallelujah. No longer shall we say that we have been miseducated. No longer shall we suffer in the crisis of identity, but we should go restore those. By us being spiritual, we should go restore those who are brothers who need to hear the truth. Hallelujah. We need to bring back that old time religion. <laughs> no, we need to bring back and listen to Jesus when he spoke. And when he spoke to the spirit, when he spoke in the truth. And we need to operate in that frame so that we might perform the purposes and plan that God has for us here on the earth. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We can no longer live in ignorance. Yeah. Hallelujah. Ignorance is not an excuse. Second law says, God law says. But we are ignorant because this is what he wants us to do. And when he prays, he says, I do something. I made them one with you. So even if you don't have this, you got the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He will lead you in God in all truth. Well, Brother Minister, what about people who have Bibles? Where are no excuse? Because the Holy Spirit will lead you in God in all truth. Uh, uh, you don't need yes, to be going to book buying or whatever the books buy the books at and try to get all of these different scholars and what it is they're saying. And you can't filter that erroneous doctrine that might come through something else that you read. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Our filter is supposed to be right. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Hallel
At all times, Jesus is the head of the church. Amen. At all times, Jesus is the head of the church. Amen. I heard a preacher say a couple of weeks ago, don't let anybody come in and, and, and change what it is you're doing or, 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 or call themselves correcting anything because Jesus is building his church. And everybody was saying, amen, hallelujah. But the person that was preaching didn't understand that the way that Jesus builds the church is through the people that he sends. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I believe we've grown a measure today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe we've grown a measure today. Praise God. You weren't who you were. You, you aren't who you were when you came in. That's right. And every time we come in the house of God, we we should be leaving wanting to be born like Jesus. Brother didn't just instruct us in what we have in God. He also instructed us in who we are in God. Hallelujah. He, He didn't just instruct us in what we're able to receive through faith. But he's also instructed us in what we're able to go do. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We should have such confidence because Jesus left us with the words of the Father. Yes. Now, this is to all of us who've been studying the kingdom. Yes. I can't emphasize this enough. If you've been studying the kingdom, yes. God has put you in a different place yes. in Himself. Hallelujah. Because he's given you the same foundation that he sent Jesus to give yes, the disciples. Hallelujah. 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 And so you're not like those that proselytize, compassing land and sea, seeking to make one proselyte. That having found them, you make them worse the part of hell than you yourself are. We are not those. And yet we are not better than anyone else. We are actually responsible for taking that which God has given us and taking it to them who are in need because they become victims of the same miseducation yes. Yes. that we were once yes. the same miseducated. That's why you don't take the revelation of the kingdom and become prideful and egotistical. Amen. That's why you don't allow the revelation of the kingdom to make you to be a cultish. Yes. And this is also why we don't make gods of men. Ooh. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We serve a king yes. who has made us kings. Yes. We, we, we serve a priest who has made us priests. We, we serve a Lord who has made us Lord. We are Lord's free men, each and every one of us. Enjoy your freedom. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, say this with me. Father, I thank you for the freedom you've given me in re-educating me from the systems of religion and restoring me back to a right relationship with you where even as the spirit is 
I have also become. I thank you, dear God. I'm no longer bound in systems of religion and tradition. But you've made me to be your free person. Born again. Redeemed. A son of God. And you said in your word, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the only life we're supposed to have. This is the life we've been called to enjoy. Jesus said, the thief cometh not, but to kill, steal, and destroy. He was talking about pastors as leaders that feed the flock. He said, the thief cometh not, but to kill, steal, and destroy. But I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Come on, saints. Enjoy the God kind of life. That's what we were taught today. How to live the God kind of life on the level that God has yes. ordained it. Yes. Hallelujah. Detoxing. Getting delivered from what we thought we knew. So that we could come to know what we were supposed to know all along. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you. Thank you. We thank you for blessing us today. We thank you for enriching us with revelation knowledge. We thank you, Father, for giving us an understanding. We thank you, Lord, for trusting your manservant with the mysteries of the kingdom, and he would come in and he would unpack the revelations that you caused him to come to know. We thank you, Father, that he did not keep back from us that which you blessed him to be able to give to us. We declare today, we receive it. We take it to heart. We understand it, and we will apply it in Jesus' name. Now, Father, if there's anyone watching or anyone present under the sound of our voice that is experiencing infirmity, affliction, disease in any kind of way, Father, we pronounce healing in Jesus' name. You've sent your word, and we receive healing now. We thank you for it, Lord. We thank you that you are healing cancer. You're healing arthritis. You're healing migraine headache. You're healing backache. You're healing sprains and every manner of illness and infirmity and affliction amongst them who have ears to hear and a heart to understand and will allow their faith to become joined with the word that their faith would take hold and they would receive the spoken words of Jesus. We thank you for it, Lord. And Father, if there's anybody been watching today, that's not born again. But you have directed them to this broadcast. You have directed them to this teaching. We want to give you an opportunity to give your heart to Jesus. We want to give you an opportunity to come out of darkness and come into light. We want to give you an opportunity to come out of the dominion of the enemy and come into the government of our King Jesus. If you realize that the words that have been shared today are words that you heard but didn't quite understand. And all because you know you're not born again. Here's an opportunity for you to give your heart to Jesus. Now, we can't see who you are, but you know who you are. 
So even while you're watching, we're going to join our faith with yours, and we're going to ask you to share this prayer. God knows your condition. He knows your situation. He knows your circumstances. He knows everything you've gone through, and it was him who invited you to this broadcast to give you an opportunity to become born again. I want to encourage you. Pray this prayer with us, and we'll pray this prayer with you. Come on, say this with me. God, I believe that you created the heavens and the earth and that Jesus Christ is your son and that he died on the cross for my sins. I open up my heart by faith and I ask Jesus Christ to come in. And I thank you, Lord, that according to your word, the blood that Jesus shed Wash me from my sin. And you grant me forgiveness for my past, for the sins I committed in my ignorance. And I receive by faith salvation. I receive a new life. I receive being born again. And Father, I forgive myself. For the mistakes of my past. I choose to walk in the newness of life. I choose to walk in the victory that is now mine. I thank you, dear Lord. I am your free man. Delivered from bondage. Delivered from sin. Delivered from rebellion. Delivered from darkness. And brought into a newness of life. I receive freedom. I receive wholeness. I receive soundness. And I receive of your spirit. That makes me one with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. 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 If you prayed that prayer, you are now born again. We want to send you some free information. So why don't you write me via email at Pastor Lynn Robinson, L-E-N Robinson, Pastor Lynn Robinson at gmail.com. You give us your address. We'll have your email address, but give us your mailing address. We want to send you some free information that will help you to grow in wisdom and knowledge and understanding and to grow in the knowledge and revelation of the kingdom of God that you won't get caught up in the undertow of religion, but that you'll continue to grow in grace. You'll continue to grow in wisdom, and you'll continue to grow in the knowledge of God. Write me, Pastor Lynn Robinson at gmail.com, and I will write you back. Give us your address, and we will send you some free information that will help you to grow in the things of the kingdom. And just know this, that even the angels in heaven are rejoicing because you now come to the family of God. Hallelujah. 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 And we rejoice with you. Yeah, I just heard that. And we rejoice with you. Welcome to the family of God.
but it'll be out in about 24 hours. The paperback stuff. Amen. Now, that's talking about uh, what Anthony just said. You know, uh, we got to activate. As we don't got all the knowledge, understand that now it's time to do what we what we learn. We got to be doers of the word.
Yeah, I was going to tell y'all to keep that with y'all, but it would be then you taking up space in your house. <laughs> So it should be on his page, right? 